Welcome to Once Upon a Binge. I am Maureen. And I'm Paige. Let's address the elephant in the room, shall we? Which is that all of our previous episodes were recorded a long time ago. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to be like two months, maybe? Maybe somewhere. We were on a roll. And then, you know, COVID happened and traveling happened and we just, yep. That's that's yep, what happened. Basically, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I finished reading and watching Mocking Jay like March. I want to say it's it's been a minute. <laughs> yeah, and I finished reading it in April, but I have not since watched any of them. Since we decided this, I was like, okay, I'm gonna wait to watch them until we record our book episode. And also, I think in the first episode, we talked about how we we're going to try to release these leading up to yeah. the <laughs> new book, but I was behind on everything and didn't edit anything. So now, at, at the point of recording this, we're ready to release to the world. We just haven't yet. Yeah. <laughs> and the book just came out, and I've already- Literally yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> so. She's read it. I just got it today. That's where we're at. So just wanted to make you aware, you know. I told her she's not allowed to spoil anything for me. I want to hear nothing. I want this not to impact her thoughts on Mockingjay. I don't know if that's going to work with the movies, though. Oh, no. I think it will be fine. It will be fine. Because I'm desperate to read this That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I, I'm so, I so want her thoughts and opinions. That's, like, where I'm at. But they're coming soon. They're coming. We're soon. coming back to the great <laughs> book of Mockingjay that's also rude and mean. Okay, so now I know. <laughs> Songbirds is rude and mean. <laughs> no, Mockingjay's rude and mean. Oh, I thought you said that was also, and I was like, okay, no. now I know what no, I'm going No, we're coming into. back to Mockingjay, the rude and mean book in the trilogy. They're all rude and mean, but this one especially. <laughs> this. Uh, I don't know if this is going to be, um, what do they call it? The kids. An unpopular take? A hot yeah. take? Wow, my brain Go just died. Um, <laughs> Mockingjay <laughs> might be my favorite book in the series now. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't know if it was going to be my favorite in on a reread. It's not. Catching Fire is still my favorite, but it might be my second <laughs> favorite, like, Catching Fire, Mockingjay, then Hunger Games. But they're all very good. Yeah, like this, after I just finished rereading the Selection series, which was also like a really popular series back in like the early 2010s, um, did not live up to the same expectations. (laughs) (laughs) Hunger Games is like on another level. And that just proved it for me that, yes, this is actually a good series. It's not just nostalgia. Yeah, it just, it really is. It's so good. So what do we, do we like do a recap of what the book was about yes and i wrote one down (laughs) you go it's your time to shine (laughs) okay so i actually don't remember if we did a recap for catching fire you might have i feel like i always make you do the recaps but i wrote a little recap from what i remember from two months ago so here we go we start mockingjay in district 13 Peta is in the capital and we learn that they also have annie and joanna so we're introduced to the rebels Chief among them, President Snow. Not President Snow. <laughs> President, <laughs> President Coin. Well, at that point, who, all McCoy. Well, at she, this point, exactly. Coin? I don't know. Well, she's not president. I, I don't know if they call her President Coin. I feel like they do. I feel like she's the president of District 13. Probably. 
Yeah, and so she's like a no-nonsense lady. She lost her husband and her child in a pandemic underground, which I was not a fan of reading. Um, (laughs) (laughs) District 13 is like a lot of no fun, and they've been around since the first of Rebellion, apparently. They made a deal with Snow to make sure that he would leave them alone and they wouldn't use their nuclear weapons on him. And Katniss becomes a piece in their rebellion. She starts making like these videos called Propos with um, Plutarch, who has made his way to the districts. And so they make a deal that she'll make these videos, but they have to save PETA at the first chance that they get. But also she makes sure that Coin won't like hurt PETA in any way once he's there. And she also makes sure they don't do this in the movies, spoiler, but they make sure that Gail is also a part of her team. So he's always with her. So they do a whole bunch of propos. They go to all these districts. She shoots a few planes. She sings a few songs. So this all leads to the capital where they set up a lot of traps similar to the Hunger Games. Um, a lot of people die, including our fave Finnick, and my new fave Boggs, and of course Prim, which we'll get into later. R.I.P. And <laughs> R.I.P. Prim. <laughs> Basically everybody. Um, Coin becomes the president of the entire country and suggests a new Hunger Games with the capital kids. Katniss agrees, and then she kills Coin, and the people kill Snow. They just rip him apart. And then Katniss and Peeta flash forward years later, go off and live happily ever after with two kids, and they don't ever have another Hunger Games, as far as we are aware. Boom. Yes. A lot happens in this book. Like, when I was trying to write that down, it was a lot. (laughs) I think this was the first one, or was it Harry Potter was probably the first one to do two. Yeah. And book movies, but this honestly deserved two movies. Like, even though it breaks up how it works, there's so much that happens in it that it made sense. Some of the movies don't need to be two movies, but this one I feel like was justified. Yeah, totally. When I was trying to write this down, it was hard also to remember where the book actually started and where the movies divided. (laughs) Because since I've watched both movies, I was immediately thinking of where the second movie started. And I was like, no, that's actually the middle (laughs) of the book. I literally, my first note is I'm already emo, so that's pretty much a good description of my entire view of the whole book. Uh, yeah, this book, I don't think I've ever cried so much. <laughs> I basically, I was telling Maureen, like, I think it got to, the, like, halfway through the book, and then from that point forward, I was just crying with every page, and then I watched movies the same day that I read the book, so I was just crying all day. I was so exhausted <laughs> afterward. <laughs> she was just really in it for the emotions for that day. Yeah, I feel like that was, like, my catharsis at the beginning of quarantine. (laughs) Yeah, I also, like, all the parts about PETA at the very beginning, everything about PETA in this book, let's be real, is emotional. (laughs) But, like, when he still is obviously in a lot of pain but is still trying to save her, and at that point, I think he was probably start. they were probably starting the hijacking, but he still is, like, wants to keep her alive and warn her. Or maybe that they started the hijacking right after he warned her. I don't know, but he was looking rough and worse for the wear, and he still wants to keep Katniss alive. (laughs) It was kind of, like, jarring to see also the reaction of the people who were in the district because they automatically think, Peter, oh, he's a traitor. Like, they don't understand the level of intricacy in that situation of how he might be, there might be more at play. Like, he might be, like, forced, like, they're obviously holding Katniss as, like, a ploy in the game they're saying like they'll hurt her if he doesn't do what he's told to do basically and i think they didn't i think they'd already started the hijacking at that point like when we were first introduced to him because katniss makes the note of like 
oh, we don't know when that first interview was recorded. It could have been recorded immediately after the games. So by that point, he could have already been, like, hijacked and tortured and everything that happens to him. There's a lot of complicated comments that she makes, like, about privilege throughout this book and a lot of just different, like, symbolism things that happen that I appreciate. Mm -hmm. But I feel like in Mockingjay, they're more subtle than in the other books. Yeah, I feel like the one thing that really interested me from the beginning was the idea of District 13 fending for themselves and using the other districts as, like, like chess pieces almost. So they're like, we're going to yes. use these people to win our war for us. Because I never got that from the first read. Also, I was, like, 16, no. so of course I wouldn't understand. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, they truly don't really care about the districts. And it takes Katniss, like, the whole book to realize that. That District 13 just wants to beat the Capitol, and they want to do that at all costs. Like, they may be nicer than the Capitol, but that's what their end goal is. Yeah. Did you realize on this read, like, how was Coin for you on this read? Because it took me a while the first time I read this series to realize that Coin was sketch. But I feel like she makes it very obvious in the book, upon the reread, that District 13 is using Katniss. Like, they don't care about her oh, as a yeah. person. She's just, like the Mockingjay like that's all they care about is getting that out of her yeah she's like she is a villain she's just not the overt evil that is snow but Mm -hmm. in this she's like using Katniss to get what she wants she's doing everything so that she becomes president and it's proof like by that conversation of the Hunger Games coming back around at the end which I'm not convinced that Katniss actually wanted it I'm like, part of me is like, did she actually, or was she doing it so that Coin would look on her favorably? Because she did cite Prim as her, like, reasoning. The way I read it, like, I've been watching a couple videos about this too, but the way I read it was she said yes because that was the quickest way to get a weapon in her hand with the least amount of, like, suspects on her. So she went out there. She knew she was going to get the weapon. She knew that Snow probably, not Snow, that Coin was probably not going to be protected. I don't know that she fully was committed to killing Snow when she walked, or to killing uh, Coin when she walked out. I don't know if she was fully there, but like it was in the back of her mind that she was potentially going to do that. And then she decided, yep, that's it. Mm -hmm. I don't know how much of it is the movie, like flavoring my thoughts because there's a look <laughs> in the movie that happens <laughs> between um Hamish and Katniss like the lines are exactly the same like the dialogue's the same but it's the way he looks at her like he trusts her and he understands what she's doing back to like how in the first Hunger Games how you were saying um in the books he would like withhold water because she and she would understand oh there must be water nearby it felt like that mm-hmm. kind of exchange so I feel like he understood what she was ultimately trying to do so yeah. I feel like it was planned. Like, I don't think she would have agreed to the Hunger Games, even with Prim. Because she knows Yeah, Prim I don't think so. That. Just because she's been in it. Like, she knows what it's like. And she's like, I don't want anybody else to do that. But yeah, I haven't, I haven't watched the movies yet. So I don't think that scene happens with them in the books. Or if it does. No, I don't it... think, like, I don't think she calls what he mentioned in the books. I feel like that was just something they added. Yeah. It's also, like, interesting how kind of it's... A self-fulfilling prophecy, how Peta says she doesn't know the effect she has on people. Like, that's proof with Boggs, almost, who is mm-hmm. in Coin's pocket, but then ultimately realizes that Katniss 
at heart is a pure soul and wants to do the right thing. And so he trusts her to make the right decision and tells and warns her when he dies. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Box became my new favorite character. So like props to Suzanne for being able to make me like invest in a character in a third book in a trilogy like brand new truly because he like you said he notices like Katniss is just a teenager like she's just she deserves like he says at one point she deserves to have a long life and that's why he's backing her and I was like oh my god I almost I started crying from that point because you know he dies and I'm just like okay (laughs) he is such a good human and like the way he doesn't really trust coin completely I don't think no at least I mean I don't know if in the books but he like is all in on their mission. I don't know if he trusts Coin, but he's in on their mission. There's a lot of stuff from this book I forgot kind of existed, like Katniss and Johanna being roommates and, like, their training thing. (laughs) Oh, my God, that whole training montage. I completely forgot that was a thing because it's not in the movies for obvious reasons, but I loved it. I don't know. I I was like, I probably reread Mockingjay, but I think I've reread it the least, so there's Mm -hmm. a lot of stuff I forgot. There's, like, a piece of, that I just saw in my notes of, like, foreshadowing where uh, Prim is like, we're going to be free from snow. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like she really weaved in the Gale making the bombs thing really well. Because you could tell what was happening when he's spending more time with um, BT down in, like, the weapon room. And she thinks yeah. he's just, like, playing around with weapons. But no, they're making the bombs that are gonna kill your sister. I'm sorry. Yeah, and he just gets worse and worse in this book. Like, that part where he's, like, jealous of Finnick. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> Gail is absolute trash. And this book just proves it for me. I'm sorry. Like, I don't know how I was ever team Gail. <laughs> how? He, at one point, they're in District 2. I'm about to get heated. They're in District Two. I literally have District 2 Gale is the worst in my notes. <laughs> they're about to blow up the mountain. And Katniss obviously has a reservation. She's like, yo, there's some innocent people in there who just happen to be born in District 2. And they're like, janitors or whatever. Do they deserve to die just because they're like mopping up floors? And Gail literally goes, it doesn't matter if they're mopping up floors, they're helping the capital. So they deserve to die. And I was like, Yes, that is completely logical. You're right, sir. Totally. I I agree with you. I was so angry. I was like, this is the point where literally he becomes unredeemable for me. A lot of his, like, ideals get very blown up into, like, even more. Like, he's so angry and he lets that overtake everything. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like she was showing how it doesn't matter what side you're on. Like, if you radicalize yourself where you don't see the other side as human anymore then you become the problem as well. And I thought, like, that was, like, the nuance of, like, it, there's no right or wrong side to war. Like, you're both killing each other. Yeah. That like, because was... in an ideal world, Coin would be the best and would not be, like, also a villain, also hard. Like, I think, like, her, she makes power plays the whole book in the middle of this rebellion where people are dying and she's like, I'm going to make sure that I end up on top. Yeah, like, that was always her goal, I feel like. And yeah. I wonder, how long has it been since the Dark Ages? Or the Dark Days or whatever they called it. Like, the First Rebellion. The First Rebellion, it will 74 been years, 75? 75 years. So, who was the person before her? Was it, like, her dad? Was it, like, you know what I mean? Like, she yeah. obviously wasn't the first person who was the leader there. 
Yeah. So I, I wonder know, like what that situation is. And are we gonna get it in this new series? Probably. Maybe. <laughs> oh no. Me, shutting Me, everything down. Know. I'm having like a lot I'm trying not I'm not letting it I'm not letting it taint my views. I just am having a lot of like extra thoughts now that we're discussing this book of stuff that happens in the new book and I'm like interesting, you know? <laughs> Meanwhile I'm over here like la di da knowing nothing. <laughs> Also, this book, like, all of the books are very dark. All of them are very bloody and grim. But I feel like when they get to the capital and they have, like, the description of the girl in, like, the coat who gets shot and, like, all of that stuff, it's just, like, a whole other level. Yeah. Everything about... I was wondering about this because uh, I was watching another video. I, I cannot tell you whose video it was. And they were making the argument... That because of, like, the graphic violence in this series compared to other, like, YA series, it could arguably be an adult. Like, it could be placed in the adult section of the bookstore instead of YA. And oh, the for only sure. reason it was YA was because of Katniss. There's so much violence in it. It's a lot. Yeah, like, I feel like the violence, yes, is an element of it that makes it stand out. But ultimately, the writing to me was, like, still simplistic enough for, like, a YA audience. So I feel like she just chose to make it a little bit more graphic. Yeah, and I mean, it's not like it's graphic just for graphic's sake. Like, it's Mm -hmm. not grimdark dystopian. It's, like, specifically graphic because it's trying to show the realities and the hardships of war and Mm -hmm. how awful war is. Like, it's trying to be that kind of, like, shocking because it's trying to put across the message, like, war is bad. That's it. Yeah, and, like, just the description of Finnick being torn apart by those mutts. Oh, gosh, those things. In the tunnel. Oh, when she says Nightlock three times. I feel like the way they did it, the way they adapted it was exactly how I pictured it, or almost worse than it was in the book. Oh, yeah. It, well, no, it is worse in the movie, because doesn't he, like, climb up the thing and he gets part way up? I don't think he gets part way up, but he screams after her like he very obviously does not want to die (laughs) it's a lot more like obvious what's happening in the movie i feel like because you can just see it happening yeah it was uh, when she says nightlock three times i that was the point where like i literally did not stop crying for the rest of the book i'm pretty sure that part in the movie is really rough too i feel like because i read the book right before i was prepared for it so it didn't hit me also i could look away from it i couldn't look away from the book so (laughs) i also like seeing the difference in leadership styles of, like, the district rebels versus, like, coin, like, Mm -hmm. at the end, well, when she's in District 8, is that where it is, at the hospital? Yeah, it's District 8. Um, how, like, she's like, nah, I gotta do something, I'm gonna fight these people, and the rebel leader's like, alright, cool, come on up! (laughs) And it was good, like, to introduce that leader, because she ultimately becomes the president, right? At the end, I think she's, like, the one they she... all vote into presidency. I vaguely remember that. At least that's how it happened. Like, I feel like I'm mixing up the book and the movie, but I feel like I'm right in that she's the one that ends up being elected into the position. And as always, Suzanne perfectly weaves that into the story because we see her multiple times. She's also with the troops when they're going to the capital, when they sneak there because Katniss is not... No, they, they don't sneak there in the book. Katniss is part of the special team because she yes. does her entire montage training. Yes, she has her special team 
They and it's like specifically to film stuff. I love that. It's ridiculous because I've been seeing more videos of like there's like that um president whatever you guys do in the US where you have like the this message is approved by Joe Biden or whatever. So like there's yes. the one that's going around about coronavirus right now and Trump literally gave me proper vibes. I felt so queasy watching it. I was like, this is literally what they did <laughs> in Suzanne's book. Yeah. You like see how little Coin cares for her by sending Peta out in that group as well. Mm-hmm. Like and Katniss at that point, like I, she knows she's being used. Like she understands that and she gets that, but I think she doesn't understand the level to which Coin does not care about her until she sends Peta and she's like, oh, she doesn't care if I die at all. Yeah, because, like, by that point, Katniss has outlived her usefulness. It's better for her to die now because then she won't be there to oppose Coin. Yeah. If Coin does, like, the Hunger Games stuff. Exactly. Which I think Boggs makes a point of that. Like, you're better off dead to her because you're, like, more inspiring or whatever. People will get behind you more. Like, you don't want to be president, but if you wanted to, you probably would Yeah, and would she's be. like, nah, fam, I don't want to be president. <laughs> she's like, just get me out of here. <laughs> Get me alive and out of here, and I will leave you alone. But PETA showing up means we start real or not real. I think in the <sighs> movie it starts earlier than that, maybe? I don't know. Well, probably it's, like, on the plane or something, and they're, like, real or not real. But I, that... For some reason, I vaguely remember them being in some sort of, like, hospital room and starting that process of real or not real, but in yes, the book it's, like, like he's around with the soldiers, and they start it. Yeah. I feel like in the movies it's Prim and in the book he starts it with like the soldiers and it becomes like a game more than yeah. a check-in that it does. I hate it but I also can appreciate writing. You see like the purest soul in the entire series basically get turned into this and having all of these issues and problems because like he just gets caught in the middle of something and he's in the wrong place at the wrong time, and he's not the important one to save, so this is what happens to him. He's useful because he can hurt Katniss, and that's the whole reason that they turn the pure soul ever into what he is. Yeah, and I also feel like the book deals a lot more with the effects that these, like, gruesome things that everybody's going through has on their mental health. Like, yes. We not only Peta goes through it because he's like tortured and he has his mind like chemically altered. Katniss and Finnick at the beginning of the book are also dealing with their own problems. Like Katniss deals with the same thing where she's like, I need to like start off making a list of things that I know are true because she's having that same problem with like differentiating between what's real and what isn't. Yeah, exactly. And Suzanne really talks a lot about mental health, but it's not like it's that people don't necessarily understand it. Like, she talks about how Finnick doesn't, like, sleep through the night and how he's just, like, listless. And, like, mm-hmm. it's a more subtle way of talking about, like, he's super depressed and probably has a lot of PTSD. Yeah. And, like, Joanna being scared of the rain because yes. they tortured her that way. And when she runs out into the rain during the montage, like, I'm sad we didn't get that in the adaptation because that was a really, that made me cry too. Everything made me cry. Let's be real. Let's make a list of the things that made me cry. It's all crying here. Yeah, we're all crying. (laughs) There's a lot also, like, in the very, very end that I forgot about because I think it kind of got shortened in the movie. Maybe not. But, like, that Greasy Say takes care of Katniss, like, right at the beginning. And... 
that they have a book of all the people that they lost to remember them by. I was like, excuse me? Yeah, that was very... I completely forgot about that as well. That was, like, beautiful, though, that they... PETA drew photos of them in it because that was his part, and then they would write down everything they remembered about that person. Yeah, it made me cry and then also like the mention of Finnick and Annie's son I was like excuse Mm-mm. you can't do it <laughs> I will I see a lot of um people being like somebody yesterday on Twitter was like hot take if Finnick hadn't died in Mockingjay it wouldn't have been as a par- as powerful as a book and she had like quote tweeted somebody being like Finnick deserved better and I'm like it's not like um give and take people still can say Finnick deserved better while knowing he had to die like, I feel like we all just yeah. think Finnick deserved to live. Yes, he died. Whatever. I still believe he and any like, got dealt shitty because that's the Hunger Games. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's hard because, like, obviously you want high stakes in a book. Like, if there's not high stakes and you don't believe that there's high stakes, then it's not as meaningful. But, like, that's kind of the point of the whole book. Like, everyone deserves better in this book everyone deserves better than what they got but like it's war and no one gets what they want and i think like the most obvious case is prim dying at the end of the book katniss's whole arc is protecting her little sister and then her little sister dies because of a choice her best friend made what yeah i (laughs) i remember being very upset when i read that the first time like the ending i wasn't satisfied with it the first time i read it but now Like, there's no other way that series could have ended. No. It, like, it makes sense. Yeah, and I think that's accurate. Like, we can say that all the characters deserve better, but, like, the ending still makes sense regardless of that. And I think, like, Katniss also makes a great point at the end of, like, obviously, like, there's the Peta Gale thing, but she says she needs good to survive, and that's what Peta is. And obviously, Gale is not that because he, of the choices that he makes. Gil was good for her when she needed to have fire, when she needed to fight, when she needed motivation, which she does at the beginning of Mockingjay when she's sort of listless and she's depressed, obviously, because of everything that's happened to her. So he gives her, like, the fuel she needs to, like, stay fiery and fight until she doesn't need that anymore. And then it becomes Peta, my sweet bae, the one who truly deserves it all. Ugh, yes. I love him. I just, like, how this book ends, I, like, when I read it, I was satisfied with it, and I know a lot of people hated it, but I liked the ending. <laughs> we may have talked about this somewhere else, of, like, not liking kids being in the epilogue, mm. but I like it in this because they, like, it's their choice to know the world's gonna be better, and know there's not a Hunger Games, because that's the whole reason that was part of Katniss's thing, is she said she was never gonna have kids because of the Hunger Games, yeah, I think that's, that's what we brought up in the first book is, like, I was like, oh, that makes the ending even more poetic is the fact that they have trust in the world now to, like, bring children into it because that is, like, the ultimate, like, that's the ultimate choice to make if you believe that they're never going to be in the kind of danger that you were put in when you were born. Yeah, exactly. I think the ending worked better in the book. It felt kind of cheesy. We'll, we'll get into that in the next episode. But for the book, I really enjoyed, yeah. like, everything about it. Everything about the epilogue was great to me. Well, and it's also, like, there's a lot of stuff that feels better in Katniss's head. Like, do they, does she have, like, a monologue in the ending where she talks yep. about, like, a lot of the stuff that they talk about in the epilogue in this book? Like, there's, like, the part where she talks about how she lists every act of goodness she's ever seen. Yeah. All of that okay. is, like, verbatim in the, and it doesn't work. 
No, that seems like it would be very cheesy to say out loud, but yeah, it works yeah. like in her head. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. We're, we'll get into it. But <laughs> it works so perfectly when she's like talking to the baby in the book. It feels beautiful and it feels like that's the only way it could end with her saying there are worse games that could be played. But yeah, saying it out loud <laughs> is a whole different <laughs> it thing. It doesn't work. You know. <laughs> Back to kind of Finnick. But there's something that happens in the book that's, like, never really explained and I don't really understand what happened. But it's the part where Katniss, like, sees Finnick die and then she says she sees every, like, his life flash before her eyes. But it's also stuff she's never seen him, like, do. Yeah. And I was like, excuse me, what is that supposed to be? Suzanne just got a little bit poetic in that moment because it was everybody's favorite character. (laughs) Yeah, I was just like, this doesn't really make a lot of sense, but all right, whatever. (laughs) One thing I also want to bring up is a question that I had in, I think, the second book was, was Sinna part of the plans? Was he a rebel? And we discover in this book that, yes, he is because he made her costume for when she was in District 13. And I literally wrote, Sina did know about the plans, exclamation point. He was a rebel, exclamation point. I was so thrilled. He was, but he was like the kind of rebel that everybody needs where he was like, don't give this to her until she decides that's what she's going to do. He still left the choice up to her. Yeah, because I feel like if she knew he had made her stuff, she would have felt like, oh, I really should do this because Sina thought I should do this. Mm Mm-hmm. But he, like, he's the same with Boggs, where they understand that ultimately it's her choice that needs to be made because she needs to have some kind of autonomy with all these people trying to use her. Yeah. And it's just, like, she really is a great figurehead. Like, whether or not she thinks she is in her head, like, she just makes, like, that impromptu speech at the hospital and, like, it moves everybody. And her, like, speech to all the people in District 2, even though that doesn't really work because she gets shot. But, like... She's really good on the cuff, but, like, or the off the cuff, that's the word I'm looking for. She's really good <laughs> off the cuff, but she still is, like, convinced, like, oh, no, like, they, why am I doing this? Why should I be doing this? Yeah, it, like, she can't force herself to be inauthentic. Well, like, yeah, she can't force herself to brings that up. Yeah. <laughs> like, her propos don't work when it's no. scripted. When they're in the freaking room and they're, like, filming and they have, like, the wind on her and she's horribly acting her way through it. That was delightful. (laughs) That part in the movie is very good and perfect. I couldn't watch it. I was, like, cringing the entire (laughs) time. One big change, though, from the book that I noticed that we can discuss in the next one is Effie isn't in this book, really, until the end when they're back in the capital. No, and, oh, I saw a tweet that made me sad. I don't know if I shared it with you or if you shared it with me that was like, <laughs> do you ever think if Effie ever visited any of them again or saw Hamish or Peta or Katniss again? See, in the book, it's a lot sadder because I don't think book Effie ever saw them again because Katniss was more attached to her actual, like, team of, like, stylists who were actually in District 13 being yeah. covered, low-key. But Effie, Effie kind of encompasses all of that, almost, in the movies. Yeah, she becomes that in the movies, for sure. Because in the book, I was very confused. I was like, where is Effie? And then I realized, well, in the book, she's not supposed to be a figure that, like, gives you insight into the capital. That's all Cinna. And Plutarch in this book is trash. I do he not is. like book Plutarch. He's so stupid. And 
vain <laughs> and I was very affronted that <laughs> I mean he's very capital like he is a rebel but like he's a capital rebel yeah and I I was not a fan of Buck Plutarch I literally wrote he's trash I much prefer the adaptation they the maybe would have made him more trash but um he yes. died so yes. I feel like it would have tainted his memory to like have it be bad and have him be like vapid like he is in the book yeah, like, I think, just in general, the way they adapted that character, he was a lot smarter in the movies than he's in the oh, books. Oh, yeah, in the books. He's for just, sure. He has no, like, we'll talk about it more in the movie, like, his machinations behind the scenes, but in this, I feel like he has no power. No, he doesn't, because Coin has all the power, and he thinks he yeah. has power, and they just pretend to give him power. Yeah, that was, like, one of the biggest changes I noticed. That sort of made me upset. <laughs> I was like, this really makes Coin the big bad evil. Like, it really solidifies it that she is the one with all the power in District 13. And it's not, like, yeah. as Grizz is in the movies. Also, I know you said you were, like, trying to figure out and remember when they ended movie one. I remember specifically when they ended movie <laughs> one. Because I was like, that's the perfect place to end it. Uh, um, false. We will talk about this in the next episode. I wholeheartedly disagree with you i think that could have ended it in really really point Mm -hmm. (laughs) interesting this is this is um bait for y'all to click on the next episode and listen to that to find out why i disagree with maureen (laughs) (laughs) i i love it i'm here for it but um i said something like plutarch's comments about war and i put a page number but don't know what that was (laughs) (laughs) um i love vague notes I feel like the final nail in Gail's coffin is when Katniss, like, asks him about the parachute because he knows he wants her, she wants to ask him that, and he's like, does it matter? Ugh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because even if he didn't know that they were going to be doing that, like, he created the idea of it. So he's yeah, always exactly. going to be tied to Herda. For I'm sure. I'm really sad thinking about that now. Oh, Gail. <laughs> <laughs> you were trash, but sucks to suck and he becomes like a general or something like he works in district two also her mom that part made me sad oh too. my god yeah the mom <laughs> just never comes back mom. yeah that well they never really had a close relationship in the books no but like it's still her mom Yeah, i think it would just be too painful because it all started with katniss going into the games but like that wasn't katniss's fault so yeah but it's just a sad book, and that's kind of where I land yeah. on it. It's If you could not tell from our, like, <laughs> sad tones right now. It's all like, dark, yeah. all grim, all the time. <laughs> yeah, there was really no moment of sunshine. Oh, can we talk about... <laughs> I can't believe I almost didn't bring this up. Katniss being asleep, and Gail and Peta talking about oh, her, like, we're that in fucking one. Twilight. <laughs> Big Twilight vibes. What was it about the early 2010s and... People sleeping in sleeping bags, pretending to be asleep, and listening to their love interests talk about them. <laughs> Why was that a thing? <laughs> Granted, I think this was... Was this written before or after Twilight? Mm, same time? Same time. Let me look. Yeah? I'm gonna look look it up. Because I feel like they were before 2010, but I'm thinking of the movies, because all, those all came out in, like, around that time. Um, Mockingjay book release date. 2010. <laughs> Oh, okay. When did they have that so, conversation? It was definitely before that. The 
book that they had the conversation for Twilight was... Oh, that was way before it, because the books were all done by 2008, because I was 14 when I read that series. Yes. Okay. So, like, Twilight came first, so... <laughs> Maybe Susan got a little reason, inspired like by werewolves. For some reason, I like this version better, though. Gonna oh, say, yeah. yeah, because Bella is sleeping in the books, and she still is able to tell us what is happening. But Katniss isn't sleeping, <laughs> so that's like the big difference. They just think she's sleeping. Yeah, like that, and also they weren't like really talking about her like as an object, like Gail kind of was. I like the way. In that scene specifically, Katniss kind of gets offended by what Gil says because he says she'll choose the one she needs the most and it makes her sound kind of like heartless. Like not the one, she's like, not the one I, I love the most, not the one I want the most, the one I need the most. So she gets offended by that because she is more emotional in the books. Yeah. But I mean, he's not wrong. <laughs> he isn't wrong. But I love the way she's like, what the fuck, Gail? Come at me, bro. Like, she was so upset He does by that. a lot of things wrong in this book. He does everything a wrong. Let's, let's not generalize everything. I'm sorry, Gail. You are trash. <laughs> <laughs> Liam Hemsworth is beautiful, but you are trash. <laughs> You're trash. You're a trash man. <laughs> Throw the whole man away. <laughs> Throw the whole man away, indeed. I agree. So, that's that's Mockingjay. <laughs> that's it. Have yep, a, that... a great time. A grand old time. The happy note to end on is that this entire book series is fantastic. This this it's trilogy so is fantastic. I can't say anything about the prequel yet. TBD. <laughs> I think this is one. Of, this is definitely my favorite trilogy and definitely my favorite dystopian trilogy. And it might be up there in my favorite series. I don't know if it's like my favorite series, but it's definitely the favorites of like those other categories. Yeah, like it's the one YA dystopia that I feel did it right. That I feel... Oh, yeah. And it made, was, like... Did enough world building, made it realistic enough that we could see now how something like that would happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oof. Who knew we'd be reading this series in coronavirus times? It's the original, and it's the best for a reason. Truly. Like, uh, nothing can compare to this, and I'm very excited to read The Ballad of Songbird and Snakes this weekend. Oh, my God. What a wild time. What a time to be alive. Mm-hmm. Should I watch the movies before I read? Yes. Okay, so I'll do that first. I'll watch the movies and then I'll read Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Maybe in the middle of you reading Ballad, we can record our movie episode so it's not yes. fully. Okay, yes, that sounds great. That is our plan now. I'm glad all of you were there to hear that. <laughs> Love to see it. Okay, so. I guess we'll talk to you guys next time when we discuss the movie. Expect to hear more about me crying because this is going to be my second time watching these movies in less than a month. So <laughs> I will also be crying, yeah. just not as <laughs> emotionally drained as that. Yeah, I'm gonna try to watch both of them in one day, maybe maybe Saturday. Again, <laughs> make some more Same. banana bread. If you guys did not see that video, I made a video of me talking about the Hunger Games while making banana bread, and I think I'm gonna do that again this week. <laughs> Love it. Okay, so we'll talk to you guys in the next episode. Are we doing a double feature of the movies? I don't know. We'll see how we feel, how long (laughs) we talk about the movies. Okay, so there might be two episodes after this one. There might be one. It'll be a fun adventure for you to discover. (laughs) Fun, exciting surprise for you. (laughs) Talk to you guys next time. Bye. Bye.